PWO, 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 PWO. I should write that down. Here we go. We are not the facilitator podcast. We are the podcast world order, the PWO. Um, And we are taking over. Uh, Shout out to Matt on that one. Um, I am once again filling in for Matt this evening. Um, With us tonight, we have the wild thing that is Mike DeShazo. As he's already started, which is fantastic. Keep your shirt on. (laughs) And with us, uh, he's not only the front man, but he is the host of Odyssey's own Picking and Winning. That is D. White. That's right. You never know what I'm going to find or where I'm going to show up. Hey, uh, what were you doing two years ago? Two years ago, I was in the comments section watching a little show make its debut on Facebook. I know, isn't that isn't that crazy? Yeah, um, filling in the uh, viewers and, li- and 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 listeners on this very day, two years ago, the first episode of PWO. Uh, it wasn't known as the WrestleCast back then. It was just Podcast World Order. Um, this is uh, this is really cool. You know, two years two years removed from that and. Um, the first the first episode I had to go back and watch it today. It was Matt um, sporting sporting the sweetest comb over I think I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and then you had Jeff shitting there like a schmuck. And then he had uh, Dwight, who Matt goes to introduce him, and he goes, "I don't need an introduction. I'm in the damn Hall of Fame." I'm like, "Whoa, okay, whoa, okay." Because I ha- that's All what I right. had. That's the what I ha- legend. <laughs> That's right, because I have my um, I had my wish.com uh, WWE Hall of Fame ring, which uh, is I think is in the glove compartment of my car. But anyway, uh, um, gosh, this is crazy. You know, um, I mean, we got I want to kind of so, you know bask bask in this uh, just really quick, um, and then we have a lot to get to. Obviously. Uh, we have two nights of outstanding professional wrestling. Um, Dwight, it's been two years. You're the mainstay here out of all three of us this evening on the show. Um, anything you uh, mm-hmm. anything you want to say? <laughs> wow, it seems just like yesterday. Um, it, it's funny because um, the more things change, the more they stay the same. But I think the, the thing, if you look back on uh, when we kicked this off, like all in was just happening. AEW was was not. I mean, it was a rumor or not even really a strong rumor yet. Um, so so much has happened, um, and and is that right? Or I have my timeline off? No, you are you are absolutely right because right. scrolling through the old videos to get to <laughs> the first video, I passed. You guys going to the first episode of Dynamite, um, right? Which is like yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so it's it's crazy because we've been talking about wrestling forever. Because I was like, when do we start talking about it on the podcast? But 
But anyway, um, you know, we've done a lot of cool things. I never would have imagined like some of the stuff we've we've gotten to do, just um, all the interviews and things, you know, people that we've gotten a chance to talk to um, just blows me away. And so, uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited about um, things to come. I mean, since it seems like wrestling is like in this weird sort of goldenish age where there's just so much wrestling to watch. So it's it, where we used to just basically complain about how bad Raw and SmackDown sucked. And now, and now we have, you know, and then how everything should be like Ring of Honor. You know? yeah. But now it's, you know, it's just so much more to talk about. So let's, we should probably just start talking about it, I would think. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Sunday is my personal one year anniversary from the first referee's description that I released um, as a part of PWO. So it's um, a big couple of days here for us here, but it's been a big couple of days around the sports entertainment and professional wrestling world. So let's jump into that. Um, we'll start with a couple of news tickers here. Um, Nick Aldis came out today and said that he will be defending the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship at the Gathering. Trevor Murdoch getting his rematch after the questionable finish um, at, at the last show. Um, I have no doubt that Nick Aldis will retain there. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a little, yeah. I'm not going to say that's, it, it is, it's a little disappointing that we're not uh, picking things up a, a little heavier with NWA. Hey, a little bit. whatever. Yeah. Um, also today, kind of jumping the timeline a little bit. Um, two weeks on NXT UK, Ilya Dragunov will get his um, will we'll get his United Kingdom Championship rematch against the Ring General Walter. Uh, that was announced today uh, during their show. Um, if you don't remember their last one, um, have you been hiding under a rock? Because I swear that that that's that's a five star classic. Um, yeah, that was what I think for modern fans. Um, if they hadn't been watching, they definitely put their eyes at least on that match. For sure. And also, I, didn't um, did we not hear too that uh, B Priestley's on her way to NXT UK as well? Yeah, that was. I think they showed a vignette for today again. Okay. Um, I honestly can't remember her, you know, generic NXT name, uh, but it's actually <laughs> not terrible. Um, no. Yeah. Um, but on to the real only big news um, of the week. Um, Jimmy Uso, unfortunately, has got himself into a little bit of trouble with the law once more. Um, TMZ came out with the report first. Uh, he was arrested for DUI again. Um, this would be Monday night at 10.35 p.m. because he only wrestles on Fridays. Um, he was clocked at going 15 to 35 running a red light and when he was stopped um the field the field officer um got got the scent of alcohol uh performed field sobriety tests um and he and he did and he did agree to blow and he blew a 0 0.205 um for those who are unaware of what that really means um, the, the legal limit for Florida is a 0 0.08. Um, he blew two tests, actually, correction. Um, the first one he uh, blew came at a 202. The second one was a 205. 
makes sense. Um, he did make bail, um, but this is the tweet from WrestleVotes. You can find them on Twitter at WrestleVotes. I've spoken to two sources this morning on the Jimmy Uso news. I can say with certainty that a few quote unquote high level in power uh, are extremely disappointed and legitimately pissed off over the arrest. This many times isn't a mistake or bad luck. It's personal judgment, not good. Um, as of recording here um, on Thursday, July 8th, we are now 8.09. Uh, there is no official update. Um, by this point, he has well, well posted bail um, and is awaiting um, further. Um, so first off, yeah. for, you know, this is well, initial well, reaction. That's not his first offense. Exactly. Yeah, not his first and, offense, not, not his second offense. And didn't he? He also got arrested when uh, Naomi, when she got her DUI, and he was mm -hmm. already fighting with the cop or something. Yep. That so this is when they were talking like there's one thing like yeah people make mistakes everybody makes mistakes, but then you start talking about a pattern of behavior, and mm -hmm. also like he, he's set to be involved in probably one of the most interesting storylines, if not the most interesting storyline with with Roman Reigns in the whole company. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, this is exactly not the time to do that. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, obviously, he needs some help. So I hope he gets it. But, um, yeah, super, super disappointing. And, uh, you know, just, just to be like, I mean, that's one of those things that, you know, Jeff Hardy has sort of, um, you know, he's, he's used that in his storylines as overcoming things and things like that. And you can have that. Um, but but he's he's not Jeff Hardy's. I mean, even in his in ring work or his personality or things like that, it's gonna be hard for him to come back from it. But you know, it's WWE. Nothing's impossible. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. I think we're gonna. He's gonna be. I mean, he's been gone, right? He's been gone for a while with the injury, and now it's correct. Yeah, Jay, and I. And I had to look it up because I was just telling Mike earlier today, like, I'm very well aware of what's going on in professional wrestling, but like, for some reason, I can never get the Uso straight on which one's, you know, with Naomi and which one is not. Um, so Jimmy, to, to Dwight's point, Jimmy is the one that recently returned from injury. Jay has been the right-hand man of Roman Reigns. So, um, uh, Mike, what are your, what are your thoughts? Um, you think like, this is, his fourth alcohol-involved arrest, whether it's a DUI or the fighting with a cop when Naomi got pulled over, even though the jury found him not guilty on one of them, you would think that if this is this pattern has been happening, that WWE would actually take steps to help him, especially being in that he is in literally WWE's most important, their best storyline they currently have going. Mm -hmm. Yet they continue to just let it happen. I mean. It's gonna, mm -hmm. it's literally the definition of insanity. If you keep letting the same thing happen and it's been happening, that's insanity. Well, <laughs> it keeps happening. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy to think, you know, to Dwight's point, you know, you're in the hottest storyline in WWE right now without, with, with, without a doubt, you know, as much as people wanna, you know, continue to crap on, you know, Roman Reigns. Um, it's without a doubt the hottest story, especially going into Money in the Bank. You know, he's you know you know we got we got Roman versus Edge. I'm sure there will be some shenanigans. Um, 
but to you know, people's point, I was just reading Twitter beef and Facebook comments, and it's like, oh, well, just release him, and then somebody would say, oh, but he needs to stay on and get the help he gets. Okay, no. Okay, the, all right. WWE fund funded Scott Hall to go to rehab for years. Okay, and it was on him to stay on the wagon, you know, and and you know it all, and it obviously wouldn't always happen. And thank God for DDP. Because without him, I think we would be without Scott Hall and Jake the Snake Roberts today. Um, however, um, more to this point, I think he needs to be released and they need to help get him the help he needs. Because I feel like, you know, being being related to The Rock at this point is way is way gone. I think I think that's an easy defense for, you know, sports reporters or, you know, even guys like us too you know, use this kind of a scapegoat. It's like, oh, well, they're not going to release him. He's related to Roman Reigns, you know, you know, you know, the bloodline. Um, but, but no, when, when you did your first one, maybe even your second one, you know, maybe they're still that, but people don't forget about this stuff, especially Vince McMahon. Um, right. So it'd be very interesting to see what the decision is. And like I said, no decision has been made and tomorrow is SmackDown. So, and they're getting ready to go back on the road, is mm. is I think another key piece, um, because their first road show is next Friday, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, and then that following Sunday is Money in the Bank. So, last I had read on, I believe it was Wrestle Talk, that they weren't going to do anything right now. going from one depressing fine final note to NXT Great American Bash. This was on Wednesday. Um, this was an NXT special. Um, and uh, the, the, the opening, um, I heard that, uh, I heard that sultry, dusty Rhodes voice and it gave me chills. Nah, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. God, God, I miss him. Um, but we do open up with the NXT Tag Team Championship match. It is MSK defeating and retaining versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Um, I think it was a pretty solid match. Um, you know, they kind of they um, uh, Wesley kind kind of caught Timothy Thatcher there at the end with a roll up, uh, the most devastating move in all of WWE. Uh, <laughs> gets the win thoughts yeah well, <laughs> i love it when you that's a good throw it to simon from what culture who talks about the the roll-up being the most devastating the surprise roll-up is the most devastating move in all of wrestling most devastating he, move yep yeah, it's true um i i'm sorry i'm sorry I, I just i'm an old school guy you know that and mm-hmm. the, the fact that they call this great american bash makes me want to smash my television um, because Great American Bash was was, was an entirely different thing and and that I super enjoyed when it happened. And, and uh, I just hate that they do this just so they can keep the name and mm-hmm. so Cody doesn't get to use it. But but anyway, but anyway, as far as that, uh, as, as the first match goes, that's one of the ones I was looking for, like wanting to see. And so... It was good. It was what I expected it to be. Um, yeah, that's about that. All right. 
moving on, the battery we see is at 90%, ticking at 91. So more than likely, we'll see who's behind this by the end of the evening. See yeah. Adam Cole walk into the CWC as we do Kyle O'Reilly. Um, we get the face-off or the discussion or whatever you want to call it between Johnny Gargano, Karen Cross. Um, mm -hmm. Honestly, this didn't do much for me. Um, the big note to come out of this, though, um, is that Samoa Joe will be the special guest referee for the NXT Championship match next week between the champion Karrion Cross and the challenger Johnny Gargano. Mm. This is this yeah. has got to be this has got to be shenanigans, right? Yeah, and I don't know. It makes me think. You know, obviously, you have to put that smart mark hat and take it off and just enjoy wrestling sometimes. But mm -hmm. I can't help but think it's like are they trying to find some way to get that belt on Gargano so they can move cross up to smackdown or something because i mean lots of rumors and stuff like that might be happening and uh i don't i don't know because you hear all kinds of other stuff going on i i just don't think there's any credible way that johnny gargano beats gary across without shenanigans and so um samoa joe's a perfect person to uh to to help that to happen so i don't know i have a feeling that's probably what we're gonna see I agree. I just feel like it's a uh, push into the inevitable point where Cross drops the title and goes all the way up to the main roster to be used ineffectively. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of someone who just used Keith to Lee. Be, just <laughs> there was there was there was an update though today though Keith Lee put out a tweet that essentially said just be patient I'm coming. So, but that still doesn't. Yeah, the, and as people were saying. He's like, yeah, as a, a year ago, you were the NXT champion and you just won it. So, uh, and yeah, now we haven't seen you basically in 20 in 2021. So, yeah. Um, speaking of somebody who didn't used to be used as much, uh, Kushida talking about the diamond mine, um, that he's ready for all comers, all challenges. Hooray! Uh, million dollar championship, LA Knight defending and retaining against Cameron Grimes. So, the match stipulation was. If Cameron Grimes is unsuccessful um, in in taking the million dollar championship, he would be LA Knight's butler. I think as soon as they made the stipulation, the writing was on the wall. Yeah. Like, there, there was, I mean, it's kind of the clear narrative choice here for both LA Knight's character and Cameron Grimes' character. And it's 2021. I don't know if you can really have a Virgil character anymore on WWE programming, considering um, the most notable that the Peacock Network took out was the Degeneration X, um, uh, you know, kind of segment uh, where they were depicted in black, black faced because they were feuding with the Nation of Domination. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I thought this match was yeah. absolutely fine. I, I tend to disagree with you, and um, my my piece of evidence about not being able to have a Virgil character in 2021 is Reginald. So, uh, he's kind of a Virgil character that we have on television right now. But um, I That's yeah, we all knew this. We all knew this was going to happen. Um, I'm still entertained by it. Don't care. I think those are two great guys that are super entertaining, and I want to see what they do with it. 
Um, I will throw this out there from the from the uh, NG, NGW show. I had a chance to talk to uh, Caleb Conley, Caleb with K. Um, and I said, hey, man, I really miss the cult of Lee. He said, so do I. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Pretty cool interaction there. So uh, Cameron Grimes, his former tag team partner, Caleb Collins' mm -hmm. former tag team partner, is now, um, he's now LA Knight's butler. <laughs> yeah, this is, you kind of could see it was coming with, with the match stipulation. And it's going to lead to some absolutely great comedy segments, probably. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, backstage, uh, the NXT women's, oh, well, sorry. Raquel and Dakota are backstage. Um, they really don't care. They're ready to be the next challengers. Um, so there's that. NXT breakout tournament. Uh, we get the eight individuals that will be featured. Um some of which we've already seen. We've already seen Trey, Trey Baxter, Carmelo Hayes. Um, and then we get Andre Chase, Josh Briggs, Ika Manjiro, Joe Gacy, Odyssey Jones, and Duke Hudson. Uh, tournament starts next week uh, with Ika Manjiro taking on Duke Hudson. Um, uh, do we have any favorites early on here um, as we're looking at it? Uh, yeah, I, th I think, I, th I, I think we already have the breakout person, you know, yeah. cause it, cause he's already been on TV and, 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 and I think that's, it's almost like a foregone conclusion. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I do like to see some of those, um, um, evolve guys, you know, that are getting a chance. Um, uh, Joe, uh, Josh Briggs, um, Joe Gacy, those guys. But I think Carmelo Hayes is this is his tournament to lose. I, I mean, I think that he's the guy, right? That's my that's my opinion. Agreed. Yeah, I when they were when they had them all out there on the stage, and I saw everyone. I'm like, Carmelo Hayes just had a match with Adam Cole and looked great. Now, granted, Adam Adam Cole could have a match with a blow up dong. You know, it would it would be a four star, you know, but um, you know, Car I, Carmelo Hayes, I don't I don't know. Maybe this is a bait and switch. Maybe there's something that'll happen in the tournament. Um I think Trey Baxter is another one just despite the awful name. I think that's another one. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I'm, and I'm very intrigued by the way that they've set this entire thing up though. Mm -hmm. All right. Everybody knows this is my favorite part of the show. NXT women's tag team championship match. Mm -hmm. It is the way defending against Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. Um, I gotta say the women's tag team matches as of late, I haven't hated on as much because I've had no issue with it. If, if they've they've put in the work, they've at least had a story to it, and it's been top solid wrestling. I mean, there's there's nothing to crap on when you know we get that. Um, let's 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 get to the good stuff here. Um, we're 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 getting to the finish here. Um, Candice LeRae kicks Eo Eo Shrine in the head. Um, the lights go out. The battery's at one hundo. And the lights come back on, and it's Tegan Knox, who looks like she's time traveled from the mid '90s, uh, dressing like mm -hmm. Kurt Cobain. Um, 
Tegan Knox is here. Candace already looks like she's seen a ghost. Um, EO kicks the Indian uh, with with the knee. You know, the drop kick sends Candice Ray to the outside. Um, the faces win. Io Shirai and Zoe Stark uh, are your new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Um, as we see uh, T and Knox putting the boots to uh, can to a Candice LeRae. Um, we've had these titles change hands four times in seven months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thoughts well and I, I yeah i just say that tegan knox um I've, I've just had a thing like tegan knox and dakota kai are two people that i cannot care about like i could as bad as i as i try and they're not they're not horrible um but those two i just can't i can't get on board with to care about um there's other people that i would rather see I'm glad they did this with the belts because I don't know, man. I, I just think the thrown together tag teams are, that's just a WWE staple. We're always going to have this. They don't care about tag team wrestling. So obviously they're not going to care about women's tag team wrestling. And I, obviously they're not going to care about NXT women's tag team wrestling. So um, I mean, it's okay that they got the belts. Uh, uh, the little scene there at the end with Dexter Loomis, though. I'm sorry. That's the most entertaining part of the whole story is the is the Indy Hartwell, Dexter Loomis romance. Oh, that's the. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's the most compelling. Isn't that sad? We're talking about t- championship belts, and the most compelling thing is the weird, um, uh, nerd love love thing we got going. I mean, that's it's crazy. Um, I believe they're called Index. Um, <laughs> but no, this is this has been my point from the start. Okay, you know they've you know we've had these for seven months. We've had four, we've had four title changes, um, which means we don't know what we want to do. So if we don't have a clear plan for what we're gonna use the belts for, okay, it, the belts are not a prop, and that's what it is right now, you know, and that's not what a championship is supposed to do. Um, it's supposed to say that you know it's supposed to either elevate an up and comer. Um, it's supposed to show that you are the best in the business, um, you, you know, by hook or by crook. And I've go, go back and watch as this is the worst decision NXT could have ever made is make NXT women's championship belts. The matches have gotten better. The F's I give are slowly going away because there's nothing to invest in. Yeah, and then and then it's almost like there's like we have to obligatory give give it time, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like it's not even one of those things where you could run run a you could run a storyline with a vignette or what? No, no, no. Now we have to have a match. Now we have to have a spot on the pay per view, and we have to have all that, to, 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 you know, dedicated to basically something where there really aren't women's tag teams. There's women's wrestlers that they put together into tag teams, right? Mm-hmm. So so now we have what. That's Io Shirai and and um, Shotzi Blackheart, right? That's our that's our champs, right? Io um, Shirai and Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, but we also have like the random Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, like that random thing. And then we have yeah. the random, you know, Can- uh, Candice LeRae, and you know, it's it's just all Indy. It's random. It's all just mm-hmm. random people that they put together. There's no like a team where they're dressed alike. 
where the, you know, when we had, even when we had um, Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai, like, you know, they were a, like a team, right? And, and, and so it was like, they, they, they came out with the belts, but we don't have any teams. We just have a bunch of people. And I think if they would, I mean, they, but this is WWE. I mean, they broke up the iconics. They broke up the hurt business. This is WWE. This is what they do. They have no care about tag team, no matter how over they are or how much people want to see them. So, anywho. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then to just pile on, we get Tony Storm in the back. Uh, she wants a title shot. Not going to happen. Um, Answer Sarai's challenge says she's not on the same level. Um, we get the actual video shot of Loomis coming out to, you know, rescue Indy Harwell and take her away. Um, and then we get the um, Hit Row Cypher. I'm not going to go into this. You can go and watch it on YouTube. The whole, the whole thing is up there. Um, it it could have been cut in half, but I but but I feel like there had to be um, something that didn't go as long as they thought in the first half of the show. It didn't it didn't go as long, or they had to stretch for time. I feel like this just went on for way too long. Yeah, it felt like they got like two whole songs in. Uh, they probably did. Um, Everything was extremely well done. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, somebody made um, the comparison. Oh, it's not, you know, like a Kendrick Lamar or, you know, like a Drake or anything of that nature. But, um, you know, you look at, you know, musicians throughout professional wrestling. I mean, I mean, their performance was fa- was fantastic. Um, Swerve, Swerve makes his own music anyway, so you know it's good. Um, this could have been cut in half. This could have given um, uh, Cole O'Reilly a little more time, but like I said, maybe there's something beginning of the show or before this that maybe just went too short. Um, but with that being said, on to our main event that is Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly 2. Um, uh, this is definitely match match of the night. I enjoyed this more, and I and I might be in the minority here. I enjoyed this more than their first match. Um, mm. And the thing that got me with their first match was that you know, and this kind of suffered a little bit from it is just the the constant false finishes. Um, but then how with the last one was like, I'm gonna hit you in the head with a steel with a with a steel chain kick out i'm gonna hit you in the head with a steel pipe kick out i'm gonna drop you on your head kick out and it it was just it just on and on and on this was this this is a solid match from start to finish um i think i think i got a little kick kick outy at the end but loved every moment of it uh yeah although i will say this um can I say something negative about this? Not the match, yeah. and, because I like the match, and obviously it's going to be great because of the people that are involved in it. However, I was reminded um, back, like from when Kyle O'Reilly got his um, little bit of little bitty run with the Ring of Honor title, 
um, how much I don't like Kyle O'Reilly as a baby face, <laughs> you know, it, oh. I, I just, you know, I, he's so much better. I think, um, you know, even when red dragon was, was more of a, you know, heelish thing. And then, then, then when he was a baby face, I just, I just, that's, I just was reminded of it with him. It's like, ah, I like Kyle O'Reilly. He's super athletic. He's, he's really all that, a baby face should be, but then I just like him so much less as a baby face. That's just, that's just me, man. I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but um, I don't know. Maybe I just like the heels. You are a big heel guy. I am. I mean, I freaking love Adam Cole. So of course, you know, but, uh, and, but yeah, I just was like, I did, I, I was, I didn't like Kyle O'Reilly when he was, when he got that run with the Ring of Honor Championship either. So, you know, that as a, as the like baby face top guy, whatever, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't sold on that guy in that role anyway. Yeah. Cool guy. Kyle is just kind of boring. Great wrestler, but his promos are just boring. Not for me. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy how much like he's as he is so much better as Adam Cole's sidekick or like, or, mm-hmm. or, or Bobby Fish's. I mean, he's just, he's just so he's it, to be on his own as the guy. It just goes away from me with them, but Hey man, that's just, that's how I see it. Still great match though. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a, I mean, he's going to have a good match. It's just like, I'm first of all, never, I was never convinced that Kyle O'Reilly was going to beat Adam Cole. I was never convinced that Kyle O'Reilly is better than, Adam Cole. He's just because he's not. And that's just, that's how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, again, top, top to bottom, this is a pretty solid show. Um, you know, I mm-hmm. think um, the time constraints, I think, shortened some of these matches. It was just a step below uh, what, what I would see as, uh, t- as, you know, takeover level. I think, you know, you add in a champion, you know, an NXT championship match that adds on some time and a grudge match of that nature. Um, this, this drew 654,000 viewers, um, which you might think is low for an NXT weekly special like this. Um, but they were going head to head with game one of the NBA finals with the Suns and the Bucks. So uh, <laughs> they drew 8.56 yeah. million. So just right. to put that, <laughs> um, before we move on, we'll update Impact. Um, we had Steve Macklin versus Suicide on, on before the Impact, and that looks like Caleb Conley. Um, it's weird I could tell that just because we saw him like 10 feet away from us. Um, yeah. Uh, we get. We get Matt Cardona returning to Impact, uh, coming for Brian Myers. Um, they've they've been going back and forth on Twitter for the last few weeks. It's actually pretty pretty funny. Um, so Sammy Callahan gets arrested for assaulting Don Callis, um, and then we get Ice Cold Lady Frost making her Impact debut against Deanna Perrazzo. You think, yeah, I mean, you know where that went. Yeah. Um, and then after the match, um, Deanna Perrazzo was on the mic. 
Um, obviously, I can't. I haven't played it yet to hear what happened. But uh, we get Gail Kim, Impact <laughs> Hall of Fame, return to to the Impact Zone. Um, she says that at Slammiversary, she will be facing a mystery opponent and will defend her title. Um, so save the speculation for the comments and for future episodes because it's time to rage on the road. We're talking AEW Road Rager. This happened last night. Um, this is this was great. Uh, you know, and just hearing Jim Ross say every single week, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. Um, just great. Um, so we, we, we come to, um, and we're starting off with the South Beach strap match. It's Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall. Um, QT gets the jobber treatment right away. <laughs> you get the, you get the over the top, glamorous, exotic, uh, you know, Cody, Cody Rhodes in introduction. And when he gets to the ring steps and his opponent in the ring, <laughs> And it's and it's like, come yeah. on, we had to cut this, okay? This has been a, and th- this is a big gripe for me, okay? You've been doing the factory versus Cody Rhodes and the Nightmare Fan Family for a few months now, and this is supposed to be like a big kind of point, you know? It's a strap match, um, you know, and we're just gonna give Cody's opponent the jobber treatment um so i guess you can kind of figure out where this match goes um cody hits three crossroads um hits all four posts which i love that i love that little addition um going going with the um going with the eddie guerrero jbl bull bull rope match rules um um and a wahoo mcdaniel name drop Dwight, um, I heard that and I popped for you. Um, Cody does win. Yeah, Cody does win. Obviously, um, Cody putting himself over again. I just, I just want to clear things up. Um, the Wahoo McDaniel drop was I did pop for that a little bit because <laughs> I know that Ric Flair gets the uh, when the chops in the corner and they in, with the woo. Well, Ric Flair got that from Wahoo McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Not bring him up. So let's let's give credit where credit's due. Although he didn't have a Wahoo didn't yell woo when he did it. So I guess that's Wahoo's fault. Although um this match was pretty good and on QT, I think is um coming into his own. Um he really is. And and I'm glad they did the real rules where you have to do the um four corners in, in succession. And that came in. I like it when stipulations end up being part of the the, the drama of the match you know and so i was so i was glad of that uh i did i don't know i did that strap looked kind of weird like used to be like when they had the indian strap match i mean that thing looked like it was like you know tan shiny leather this thing looked like something they bought like that afternoon and sewed together <laughs> but i mean it still sound like it hurt uh but oh, yeah, yeah all those good match it was a good match and, and you know that i know cody gets you get on them. Some people get on them about. I'm like, he, Cody has definitely done a job of putting other people over. That's for dang sure. Mm-hmm. Like he's yeah. done that. Like I don't get all this stuff where people are like, oh, he's like Jeff Jarrett. 
You know, it's like, no, he's not like Jeff yeah. Jarrett. I mean, he, he like he, he's not like Triple H, whatever, but but he's definitely not Jeff Jarrett. I mean, because if you were watching yeah. DNA, he, you know, where it's like, because <laughs> I was just like, God, would somebody just murder Jeff Jarrett so someone else could have the belt? You know, yeah. it got so frustrating. And, and yeah, so it's not that, but um, yeah, I like, I, I even, you know, an Indian involving the factory and the, uh, and the stuff, I mean, it's elevating guys. It's getting guys on TV, you know, that are that are learning. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm down with it. It was a good match. Um, I, and they can still go from there. I mean, they still got ways to go. It's not like it's over, but um, it kind of, it, it's kind of over because of what happened later. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Mike, anything to add before we move on? I kind of feel like the um. The whole like QT not having an entrance kind of like plays into the whole storyline where AEW doesn't respect him yeah. enough right. and stuff like that. And it's like you said, Dwight, like Cody does put people over. He allowed Brody Lee to squash him, like legitimately yeah. squash him. And to not hook the leg. Let me yes. add that in because that's, <laughs> that's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, think, I think that people forget about um, his TNT championship run um and you know and even that um during this whole uh nightmare versus the factory feud um i think there have been some questionable booking decisions throughout um i i wouldn't have had him i wouldn't have had him win at the pay-per-view um i thought i thought maybe by hook or by crook he could have won under there but um I think that people just kind of get caught in the now mm. when they when they talk when they compare him to Jeff Jarrett because Jeff Jarrett was a monster. Right. And no more no no more slap nuts on this show. Um, right. We get a we get a vignette. Sean Spears is talking, um, yeah, and then out from behind the camera, flying chair shot props to Sean Spears for taking that. Um, Sammy Guevara comes in the frame and says, "Gotcha." this is this is very sammy-esque um very 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 sammy-esque um we come back tony shivani um bringing out don Callis and AEW champion kenny omega um you know and then uh and then don Callis says i'll give you a history lesson and goes on and on um and then the crowd finally the crowd uh, get gets into it a little bit and we get the we want hangman chant which oh, was but, outstanding well better than that the the first crowd when he came out the, the crowd was chanting you got fired you got fired <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like oh we got some impact yeah. fans on mm-hmm. there yeah. yeah well that, that that and that's great though because that means as a heel this isn't go away heat which is yeah. fantastic um then we get the dark order music and this is kind of where the segment kind of you know dipped a little bit for 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 me until the end um you know this this was kind of the same promo as last week um where evil uno come comes out he says oh you're ignoring the number one ranked wrestler this and that um and then yeah. Omega's got a question. What's the capital of Thailand? Um, and this is a funny thing on Twitter. Um, Omega takes Uno to Dick Kick, Kick City. He says, Bangkok. Um, 
thought that was pretty great. Uh, Cole Cabana on Twitter later was like, I was trying to get your attention. I'm sorry. I've been pulling that for years. <laughs> Which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, then we get the Dark Order that charge charge the ring. Then we get then we get Gallows and Anderson, and then we get Hangman's music. Crowd absolutely pops. Um, of course they are. Um, you know, it looks like Hangman's in good in good position uh, to hit a buckshot lariat. Um, they get face to face. Yeah, the 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 end of this was great. It was a great homage to their match at to their to their tag match back at back back at Revolution um, when he helps him out of the ring. Um, we have been talking about this, I swear, in various groups the last twenty four hours since this has happened. Um, it looks like the general consensus um, is um, hey is is Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega pushed to all out. So we got two months to get there. Um, so there's a lot of meat and bone still there. Um, yeah, and I'm we, we see this is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like like this is how the how this slow burn build it keeps you that keeps you invested in the story. It was like I, I for you old school fans, um even if you weren't around like I was back then, but like I guess this this week is is so it was the celebrating the 25th anniversary of the of the NWO right with when Scott Hall showed up on on Nitro and all that. Well, you realize that the payoff of that whole angle, the NWA NWO, the payoff was Hogan versus Sting. That happened a year and a half later, okay, mm-hmm. in the, at Starcade '97. So it was sucked. like the man. I was dude. I was there in person, and it sucked in person. Um, anyway. I was there, but I was I was there, but I was only seven. <laughs> oh, okay. I was I was right by the entrance ramp, and I and I remember watching that, going, "What is going on?" And then I realized that if I'd been watching it on pay per view, I would have had exactly the same uh, reaction. Like, what the heck is yep. going on? But anyway, regardless, um, this Kenny Omega Hangman thing has been building since they announced AEW, right? It really has. It's because remember, because we all thought well, Hangman might be the first champ, and oh, he doesn't win because. Jericho wins and and so it's it's this because he wins the first you know the casino battle royal and all that and so hangman then he goes and he has this drinking problem it's like this long story that we're all invested in right so of course we're not going to miss week to week to see where it goes I just and and the payoff is is I mean really I can wait we waited this mm-hmm. long let's let's draw this out as long and in many ways as many ways as possible and uh before we get you know the hangman uh triumphant i mean the fact that that the crowd just immediately picked up on the cowboy shit chant like it was like yes. not like we're right back at it we didn't miss a mm-hmm. beat so I'm, I'm here for it and you could actually say that this has gone a lot farther back and not even in aew to when hangman came out to challenge for the u.s champ iwgp u.s championship when yeah. like him when they kenny left the bullet club essentially you know right you can go back and then like the seeds were planted there granted they picked them up and used it in aew right there's this whole Just... like hangman thinking he's not enough kind of storyline and about like proving himself essentially like yeah 
Well, yeah, because that was when like Cody was taking over the Bullet Club, and and mm -hmm. we had Abushi and and uh, and Omega were doing the Golden Lovers thing. Yeah, yeah, so I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So good. Um, I'm gonna burn up the next couple of segments so we have enough time to talk about the good stuff. Okay. Um, we get Ethan Page, Dar Darby Allen uh, conversation um, headed by Jr. They're going to have their coffin match next week because Darby didn't touch Ethan Page. Um, next, we get the trios match between FTR and Wardlow and Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager. That's a shout out to Justin Roberts. Um, uh, the Pinnacle do end up going over. Uh, this match was pretty solid, in my opinion. Um, and then and then Conan um, tries to attack Wardlow from behind um, with the sock. Um, we we get a chop block good on Conan for selling that. Mm -hmm. um, then next we get a Carl Anderson promo, but not just any Carl Anderson promo. We get a machine gun Carl Anderson promo, and he is challenging John Moxley next week for the IWGP United States Championship. Um, so that'll be great. Um, yes, sure. We get the standoff next between MJF and Jericho. Um, MJF comes out. Jericho gets uh, in the ring. And we get a fan that tries to get in the ring. Jericho give, gives him a potato for his for his trouble. Um, this is a good back back and forth. Jericho had to kind of come on top here with the return to live crowd. Um, you know, but this back back and forth was great. The the entire thing um, is on the AEW YouTube channel as well as the uh, Darby Ethan Page back and forth, which I thought was good. Um, we have Britt, Britt Baker backstage, um, you know, and she talks about, you know, you know, look at, look at, look at, look at poor Reba's knee, you know, um, Tony Concha felt terrible. Essentially, she, she's saying that, um, you know, Vic, Vicky brought Andrade El Idolo into AAW, so she believes that Tony Khan is doing Vicky a favor by putting her in the match from last week. Um, she said, Reba's, Reba's knee exploded, and she almost died. But hey, you have Andrade, so enjoy your blood money. Maybe next week, AEW can run in Saudi Arabia. Um, yeah, I, I know. It, it, was, it, was, it was good. Not even gonna, not even gonna, gonna, gonna touch it for those for those you know, sensitive WWE fans that we have to tune in. Well, um, well, I, well, I was going to say, like, some of these people were complaining about it on Twitter. I was like, you could not have survived the freaking Monday Night Wars. Like, if, if this stuff bothers you, because that's, that crap happened all night on both shows every week. You know, they were taking pot shots back and forth. Like, it's, it's like, come on. That's what makes it fun. Oh, you, you did leave out the, uh, the uh, downside of crowds returning as we had some drunk douchebag jump the jump the rail and try to run in no, on I Chris Jericho. It. Oh, does it? Yeah, that, yeah. I'm like, seriously. I like when will the when will these people? This is how you get your ass kicked. <laughs> like, this, yeah, it's 
like Earl Hebner beat up somebody one time. You know what I mean? That tried to do this. It's like, come on, it's, yeah. it's Jericho. You're gonna get hurt. You know. But anyway, sorry. About that. We get Matt Seidel versus a debuting Andrade El Idolo. No doubt, and no doubt, Andrade uh, goes over here. This is a perfect de- debuting match. Um, I'm gonna disagree, he, man. I thought I think he made Matt Seidel look too good. I mean, it was a good match, but like, like I, I think like Matt Seidel looked like a credible opponent. Well, in, in, Matt Seidel in, is the number five ranked guy right now in in singles, so he kind of had yeah. to look a little strong. Uh, I see, I see, I see what you're saying though. I really mm. do. Um, and honestly, I thought that initially before I saw that he was the number five ranked guy. I'm like, hey, you got to give him a little rub here and there, but. Um, I don't think it does anything to what Andrade is going going to do. No. Um, we had, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that was, I just thought, I was like, well, it kind of t- takes a little shine off the diamond if he's, you know, he's coming. And because uh, Matt Seidel looked good. Yeah. Um, we, we get Matt Hardy, Christian Cage video package for next week. Um, a match 23 years in the making. Who cares about the 23 years? Because a lot of that was WWECW. Um, mm-hmm. Weird kind of late 2000s period there. Um, the, the best, well, one of the high points of the night, Tony Schiavone in the ring. He's with Arn Anderson. Um you know, Arn Arn says it's great to be back. You know, we missed the crowd. We missed you guys. Lights go out. Lights come back on. There's a man standing in the corner dressed in all black. We know who it is. It's Tommy End, formerly known as Alistair Black. It's his slave name in WWE. Black mask to Arn Anderson. Props to Arn for taking it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then, then, then we had Cody to get in the ring. He's a little late. Um. So Cody gets a black mass as well, uh, which is fantastic. Um. Excalibur, um, says, "Oh well, you know that's you know Tommy End, but that, but, but that's not Tommy End. Um. Uh. So he will be known as." Malachi Black moving forward, which I think is a great name. He's selling the eye, which I think is a great touch. Um, and if you go to his Instagram, he actually dropped a pretty, pretty sick. Uh, it's about a five-minute video. Um, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, but guys, um, you know, the, there's, there's a perfectly good reason why Alistair Black is here in AEW now and not six months into the future. Yeah. Well, a clerical when error. You, a clerical <laughs> error. When an NXT guy is brought up to the main roster, they typically change their 30-day non-compete clause to a 90-day compete clause. This did not happen here. So when Alistair Black got released, he had a 30-day non-compete clause, which I'm sure nobody knew um it did it did come out on fightful select though that uh if if you were a patreon member you knew that alistair black was backstage um it's another reason why i hate the dirt sheets 
just kind of just if you had that and you just happened to see it, you just kind of ruined it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ricky Starks um, in in the ring before the show started. Um, he has his own security. Taz is like, "Come on, man!" Uh, you know, and then we get the uh, you know the whole thing. I'm going to be the F- FTW champ. Um, the the W stands for wife. Uh, Brian Cage comes out, takes the security out. Um, it was fine. Um, mixed tag match, the Bunny and the Blade taking on Chris Statlander, Orange Cassidy. Um, I still don't like the non-intergender wrestling portion, um, but I but I get it. I mean, we're on. I mean, we're on TV, twenty twenty one. That's that's that stuff works if you go to next gen. Um, which they had a lot of it and it was great, but I understand they still have to get endorsements and all that good stuff. So, um, and then we get, uh, we get the Chris Statlander 450. We haven't seen that in a hot minute. Um, the area yeah. 451, <laughs> area 451. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> so, the blade gets the um, gets you know, the brass knucks, um, goes for the pin, says the women are legal, um, and then that's how Stat- Statlander and Orange Cassidy win. Um, you know, this is all about the women. I feel like, um, even though a lot of the story was centered around the brass knuckles. Um, for you MMA fans, we get American Top Team in in the crowd. Uh, that would be Dan Lambert. Uh, Amanda Nunez, and then uh, and, and Jorge Masvidal, um, a a Jeff the Hitman Hall esque old school professional wrestling promo, um, and then you know tired tired of it. Here comes Lance, Lance Archer, hits the blackout. Good on Lambert for taking that. Yeah, solid. Great um, heel. He, he gave a heck of a heel promo too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just out of nowhere. Really he, um, good. Didn't he do a lot of work with TNA and Impact at one point? He probably did. American Top Team because with King Mo and stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure he did. At some point or another, everybody does business with TNA and Impact. <laughs> I mean, that's that's true. His his mic skills were incredible. <laughs> Yeah, he is. He's he's a well-known like pro wrestling super fan. Uh, he has an incredible, incredible uh, professional wrestling championship collection. Um, so it wouldn't surprise you if the uh, you know they had the title that they were looking for on WWE American Pickers, um, the old WCW television type title. That's it. He might have it. Um, but on our main event, it is the street fight uh, for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. The Young Bucks defending and retaining against Penta El Cerro Miedo and Eddie Kingston. Um, I, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was a street fight. I mean, I <laughs> mm-hmm. thought. Um. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 
I, I don't know, man. You know, sometimes the young bucks give me the like, in, there's just too much inside baseball. Like when they first come out and you know that there's some sort of symbolism behind their ring gear, you know, and I saw mm-hmm. them in the, they had the jorts on with the Love belts. It. I'm going, all right, what is, and it's, 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 a, for, to be honest with you, it can be a bit distracting for me because they're good enough. They just seem to like want to jam everything into their appearances, you know? They and and I and fine. I mean, I get it. I watch BTE. I see the, you know, all that stuff. But the, the street there, the the Canadian destroyer from the from the apron onto the freaking table that was ridiculous and looked super dangerous. Um, there was, uh, I mean, just a ton of. It was just spots, which is of course what they do best. Um, Eddie Kingston is just a. I mean, Eddie Kingston is Eddie Kingston, and he's the breakout mm-hmm. star of 2020, 2021 for sure. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good match. I just yeah, I'm starting to feel like about the Young Bucks, like some other people do. Like I, I get, I like their work and everything, but just everything else around them is so over the top that it starts to get distracting for me. Yeah, I think part of that whole over the top gimmick that they're doing is just trying to play into their well over the top heel characters that they are right now where they're just trying to do everything extra as you know as much as they can yeah i i get it i guess i guess but um, i mean i like this match because i like the people involved and i knew it was going to be yep. good um and i will say and two like I think JR dropped a line or something about like Nick, like Nick Jackson might be one of the top workers in the world. Like really, like he, he really, he can do just about anything, you know? And, and he's obviously, that's his role to play in that tag team and or whatever, but I, I don't think he gets nearly as much credit as he deserves. Although he wasn't the one that took that destroyer onto the table. That was Matt. And, mm. uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it, they always do have good matches and maybe you're right, Mike, I'm going to agree with you and say, it. so it's the fact that I'm irritated by it. That's the whole point. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I'll, I'll, I'll concede. <laughs> oh, that's one win for me. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. yeah. Whenever you can get him against Dwight, you take him. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, but that was, that was the road rager. We're heading into uh night one night two of fighter fest coming up the next two weeks and then after that is fight for the fallen so definitely a few busy weeks coming up here for aew as they get back on the road um the road rager um clocked in just a moment at 871,000 viewers according to brandon thurston over at wrestlenomics excellent um demo, demo rating was um 0.33 so still 0.32 higher than wwe that's that's the last jab i'm taking i'm sorry um, yeah and i don't know that it matters i mean like you said with all the other stuff going it, it on. doesn't it was it was it was relevant for a couple of weeks so we have our own demo god so um he's right. not on um but guys with that that is all we have uh for this evening's episode of the wrestlecast uh, I want to pass to Dwight so he can plug his Odyssey. 
Yeah, I'm going to plug the Odyssey. Come over to the Dean of Old School and see where we get. Um, I'm going to have another. I have three more episodes in the can, so I'm going to pop those up to see what I find. Wrestling T-shirts, wrestling memorabilia uh, in my travels, some of the pro wrestling tees, uh, mystery uh, things, and then some I just find as I look around and uh, different uh, flea markets and such. I have some uh, really cool figure that I popped up. That's on the next episode. We'll have to see what that one was. Also, I'd like to throw out a, a, a friend of ours. Um, if you're if you have if you like to watch some independent wrestling, I just wanted to throw this out there, just from one of our new friends that we that we've met. That uh, this week, if you, I mean, there's a ton going on in independent wrestling, but there's a, I mean a lot. Of, if you have um, independentwrestling.tv, or if you have um, uh, fight that there's there's stuff on fight all week. But let me tell you. Um, he's going to go find it really quick. Hold on. Here it is. So on independentwrestling.tv, um, the Midnight Marauders, that's being put on by PPW. Okay. That's going to be July 9th and 10th. So July 10th, that's two days from now. At midnight, um, the second match is the Lost Boys versus the Mandatory Violence Connection. And if you're wondering, yes, in the Lost Boys, we have the Natty Daddy, Bradley Prescott the Fourth, So he'll be there. We just want to shout him out. So if you wanted to see one of our uh, new close personal friends, uh, he's going to be at Midnight Marauders July 10th for uh, PPW. So uh, Natty Daddy's definitely bringing the, uh, the case of power with him. Mm. Did you keep that? Did you keep that can, Ryan? You, you, you know I did. And we're actually... <laughs> We're at, we're actually doing a case race when we get there, so uh, should be a fun weekend. Um, kick it over to Mike. Uh, Mike, anything you have to plug, sir? Yeah, I am a uh, brand ambassador for FNXFitness.com. So if you want to go get some great supplements or great apparel, go on over, use my promo code MikeFNX1, and you get yourself 15% off. Or find me on my socials and I can get you a discount on a Kong koozie. Oh, what's up? This is our uh, for, this is our first sponsorship. So, you know, uh, <laughs> this is going to be great. That's awesome. Uh, we'll make sure to get that into the uh, description of this video so you can go check out Mike. Um, but guys, all right, you're watching this on Facebook. Stay on the Facebook to watch more. All right, go to the YouTube. We got a lot of fantastic original content over there. You got to go check that out. Go to Twitter. Go to Insta. All right, guys, next, next gen. Actually having their podcast episode right now on the Party Bowl. So when you're done here, go over there. Check them out. Say, say PWO sent you. All right, they've already announced NGW Uncivil War 6. Okay, they've already announced Eric Bischoff. Josh Alexander, Calvin Tankman, and our good personal friend, the Natty Daddy. It is Bradley Prescott the fourth. All right. So, guys, go get your tickets now. Open to the general public, both regular and VIP tickets. Go to nextgentn.net to get those. And if you like the content we're putting up, you want us to go to more independent shows, you want us to have that ability. Um, go to ko-fi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as 123. And for just the price of a cup of coffee a day, you can support us. 
And with that, the next time you'll see us, it'll be on the other side of Ring of Honor Best in the World. That'll be this Sunday, July 11th. So we will see you Monday the 12th for our Best in the World review show. So we will see you then. Uh, Good day. Good evening. Matt, we miss you. Man for life.